R-E-S-E-N-T. Episode 29, you ready to do this, buddy? I'm ready, baby. Let's get it going. We're going to title this one, Staying Present. Stay- P-R-E-S-E-N-T-T. Kind of, you know, like that R-E-S-P-C-T song. Kind like, of like uh, Jackson 5 type yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We're one of those. Staying I'll roll present. with it. I like it. Yeah, staying present, staying in the moment. Uh, and I, I definitely think we got some great takeaways that uh, would be very valuable for our listeners. Well, I, I don't know a person in the world who doesn't struggle with that outside of, uh, no, actually, Liam struggles with staying present just as much, whether it's the, you know, the stress of, you know, work or, you know, having new kids like we have and trying to manage that. Um, there's, there's always that, that thing that keeps our mind preoccupied. But what we're coming to realize is that's really taking away the attention from the most important part of the moment, which is the now. Yeah, it's just thinking too much about the future, right? Um, the unknown and, you know, it gets your mind moving, you know, thousands of miles an hour when what, you know, reality should be is, you know, do maybe something you can control right now. Focus on the things around you right now. Uh, don't stress about the future and then don't dwell on the past because that's definitely not something you can change now. Well, and that's that feeling that the anxiety comes from as I've recognized is that change can only happen in, in the present moment because in the present moment you can take action on something. And when you're thinking about something outside of that, that your current moment, there is a feeling of helplessness that comes from that because you can't do anything about it. You can't live off like wishing you would have did something differently or hoping that you were in a current situation that you're currently not in uh, when it comes to the types of goals you have or what you really th- what you think you should be doing but you're not there yet like those causes a lot of internal struggles that we would never have to deal with if we just stayed focused on the present yeah it's it's putting uh, not needed pressure on yourself to uh, to deliver on something that is out of your control that hasn't even happened yet so um, just, yeah, you know, great first takeaway is don't stress about the past. Don't stress about the future. Focus on the now and control what you can't control right at that moment and, you know, execute. The, the transition would be is so the, the way to do that is through a sheer amount of focus. And for us, you know, the, the transfer conversation to what we do here as a micro gym, as a warehouse gym, is that we recognize that high intensity builds focus. Like, you can't be unfocused and do well under the pressure of high intensity. It just doesn't work. If anything, you do worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, uh, you know, these high level athletes, right? Uh, they don't let the moment get too big for them. You know, uh, if you go to a high level athlete, you know, a basketball player, for instance, and he's shooting a free throw, he doesn't take that free throw, you know, um, any difference from if it was just him shooting in the gym or if he's had, you know, millions of people watching him on the NBA finals. Right. He doesn't make that moment any bigger than it should be. He kind of keeps it dialed in and shoots the free throw like it's just him in the gym, because at the end of the day, it's another it's another free throw, no matter who many, you know, how many people are watching it. And likewise is that you can see the lack of focus occur through physiological changes. And in training, it's really easy to identify. It's a loss of speed. It's a loss of of technique. It's uh, 
lack of posture coming into the next lift you can see those and and for me those are warning signs to get to that athlete as soon as possible and get them something to put them back in the present moment because otherwise you know we are a high risk uh, training program meaning that if you don't stay focused you will get hurt and so there's an impetus that we have to ensure that these athletes at all times are staying focused on uh, the demand that we're giving them yeah a simple cue is just hey slow down a little bit you know don't don't get um, going too fast to where you're doing some stuff you know not to do right and that's just you know, not of their, you know, um, some athletes that have bad technique in general. It's just like, hey, you're moving a little too fast. You're not paying really attention. We know this stuff. So let's dial it back and let's bring them back down to earth. And he's like, hey, let's focus on this right now. The other way to do this, especially with beginners, is to help them strategize workouts. The most exciting part about a program is the hardest part about our program and that's that we deliver workouts that are unknown and unknowable that that even if they knew what the workouts in they don't truly know what it's going to feel like until they're in the moment and so what we try to do with these individuals is to create the feeling before it ever happens and how to control that feeling through strategy so 50 wall balls came up the other day. We don't go 50 straight through, right? Like, what does that breakdown look like for your current capacity? And that's really hard for beginners because they don't even know their current capacity. Where with advanced athletes, they know how many they can go and broken at which weight, at which heights. So with these individuals, to allow them to stay focused in that moment, you have to give them small uh, chunks of uh, focus through strategy yeah no the strategy you know prepares them hey it's not a matter of if this moment is going to come to where you're gasping for air and you're you know um you're panicking hey that's gonna come really so good, yeah. when when it does you know uh we're doing our best jobs as coaches to prepare them for this so when they're 30 wall balls in and it's getting super super hard they're like hey you know what you know the coaches told me about this this is what he meant right and then that's their little um, instant, you know, it's staying in the present, like, hey, this is how I rebound from that moment. The uh, And that goes to what we said is like, there's an expectation, it will get hard. And the most surprising thing for me, even to this day, is that people get surprised that it gets hard. Like, that is the purpose. The growth occurs through that struggle. And how can we uh, work through that uncomfortability to hopefully make it be stronger on the other side. That's a fitness skill. That's a life skill. It, it's a requirement that growth cannot happen without some form of stressor. I mean, it's physiology 101. It's anatomy 101. It's how successful businesses make it the way they do through trial and error and the struggle that comes from that. And we just... We want people to understand that that is part of the process and it's completely okay, even though we take on that risk from the physicality side of things when we're throwing bars overhead or getting athletes upside down, that if we can do it in a manner that is logical and uh, has a, a standard set in place, they're gonna be good. They're gonna be, if not good, not better. Yeah, no, that's a great takeaway. You know, not only um, are, is it our job to prepare them for that but also to encourage them to go do something that makes them a little bit uncomfortable right uh to push them towards that to get them to realize hey that's when growth does occur so not prepare them for the uncomfortable but encourage you know them to go out do something that makes them uncomfortable whether it's inside the gym or outside the gym 
uh, you reminded me of something. It's called the razor's edge, and it was explained to me by one of my tennis coaches, and he said that the razor's edge is that moment, like if you're a tennis player and you're uh, Rafael Nadal, and you hit the ball and it tips the net, it hit the ball, tips the net, and goes on his side, he's a genius. If he hits the ball, hits the net, comes back to his side, he was dumb for making the move. And so we're always playing the razor's edge with what we're trying to do here. And that's how can we push them beyond their comfortability so much to get improvement, but not so much to get them hurt. Yeah, and we're we'll all, scare them off. We're all playing that game. We're all playing the razor's edge. and um, But it's important. Yeah, and I just want to add that you do a great job as, that, uh, as a person. You've done that with me as a coach, as uh, you know, I see you do it to, to members, but uh, just an example, when we went to spoke to uh, Golden Gate High School, you know, you kind of put me on the spot. Hey, you're going to do this. You're going to demo this. Uh, get ready. I'm like, oh, oh, shit. All right, let's do it. <laughs> but that, you know, just putting me on the spot like that forces me, you know, to get a little uncomfortable. And I mean, afterwards, I'm like, thanks for doing that. You know? Yeah, it's uncomfortable in the moment, but... Ha having not scripted that made you better because of it because if I would have told you that on the front end you wouldn't have had to go through that little struggle whatever it was a few minutes to kind of like oh shit what am I going to do what cues am I going to use to put him in that situation and you were you were better for it yeah and then you've done that here numerous times you know hey let's uh let's do a, a call you're going to call him I'm yeah. like all right let's let's do it but that just you know a good takeaway is uh you do a great job at you know putting people in that uncomfortable position that you know damn well like it's gonna be a growth experience for them yeah. and that's a great awareness on your part on you know playing the card like that thanks and you remind me of what's even more important than all that is to give them why you did it after it wasn't like I didn't want to put you out there to embarrass you when you try to coach those athletes it wasn't to try to embarrass you on the phone it was to be like okay you know why I did this because I care for you and the best way to teach you is, is through action and that that's what I try to put people through but it has to be followed up with love like they like because if you tell an athlete to do something and they do it incorrectly and you don't tell them how why they did it or how it happened that way they'll become offended and you lose their trust and that, that's just as important to me. Yeah, that just comes to the person being coachable and understanding where your intentions are, right? Um, if the coach's intentions are, are good, it, you know, the athlete has to really, uh, realize that and they will reap the benefits of, you know, uh, getting forced into an uncomfortable situation, but, you know, coming out the other side a little bit stronger. 100%. What, one of the things I think what's unique about this is that um, one of the things that pulls our attention up away with a lot of this stuff we do that we, we talk about all the time is is social media and you know I've understood for a really long time that the social media is a tool and like any tool you got to learn how to use it what's what's difficult sometimes with this tool is that it's constantly evolving meaning there are new applications there are new forms like Facebook is just not like a like it's all encompassing right like Instagram has become all it's not a photo sharing site anymore it's all encompassing and so these peripherate are live where we have to learn how to navigate the tool right mm -hmm. and you know my common metaphor is that the tool the hammer can be used to drive a nail into the wall and use it for function to hang something but the hammer has been used to kill people yeah right mm -hmm. it has been misused and abused and so what we want to do is how do we use right because what we do here you will not survive as a trainer as a fitness facility if you do not manage social media properly you have to use that to your advantage but the disadvantage of it is it does it control your life 
do you use it as a tool comparison that uh, causes a negative feeling I think comparing your things to social media is a good thing when you use it well like hey I saw a CrossFit gym doing this that's a great idea I want to use it that's comparing 101 right yep but like not comparing they're there and I'm here and I feel bad for myself and so we have to learn how to use that and control that where it has a positive outcome on our life but it doesn't control our present moment yeah there's there's a time and a place for it um, you know like for that and everything uh, when you're you're doing yourself a disservice when you're uh, caught up in your phone and the people around you physically uh, are suffering from it right whether it's you know at the dinner table like uh, we let opportunities to kind of um, you know talk to people socialize with people physically because we're caught up in socializing and networking online on, on, our, on our phones mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, it's kind of a good segue to get into um, my situation I was at the other night, you know, that kind of brought this topic about is I was in the, in the hot tub uh, in my community, just kind of do some recovery stuff. Uh, it's been a long week of training, so I was trying to recover. And uh, anyway, so I'm there and, you know, I'll go there. Uh, I'll bring my phone on me. I'll, you know, either browse Instagram or I'll put on a podcast or something. But normally I'm just kind of to myself. Right. Yeah. So I'm down there and then there's a, a guy in there and. uh and so I kind of just like uh, took advantage of the opportunity to hey let's let me meet this guy like what's his story uh, stuff like that you know just I was actually interested in learning about who this guy is could have been anyone right and uh, you know just to kind of pinpoint where my head was at was just you know take uh, advantage of the opportunity to learn about somebody new and stay present of you know my physical surroundings in that hot tub instead of getting mentally you know cooped up into Instagram or something like that. Yeah, and what's interesting there is that you would have never had that situation if you weren't willing to put yourself out there, right? Because it is easier to just put yourself in front of a phone and scroll yourself mindlessly. It's easier. That's why people do it. It The situation you put yourself in is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It requires a sense of vulnerability, like who's this guy? He might not even want to talk to me and I might have to get the cold shoulder. Like you put yourself out there, but you created experience that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy because I've been in the hot tub before with you know other people and we were all so easy to just get cooped up in our phone and not say a word to each other. Everyone just did their wow. own thing. And it, you know, it's a little awkward because it's not a huge hot tub, right? right, right? right? But like you just said, it's easy to kind of get distracted and not like open conversation or anything like that because that's the easier route to go. Uh, like you just said, it's uh, being a little vulnerable to try to learn about someone to try to talk. You know, you're scared of an awkward conversation, anything like that. But, uh, you know, uh, it was just like a, a different sense of awareness that came to mind. Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to, you know, try to talk to this dude. Well, and that kind of reminds me of, of our our, our date night rule that we have every week is that we cannot be on our phones. Mm-hmm. We cannot be on our phones because it's going to limit the opportunity to have some great conversations or to stare at each other's face and talk about things. How's things going at home? How's work? Like, you know what I mean? And we wouldn't have those opportunities because the, the, the mindlessness that comes from the phone and, you know, it, it has a purpose and it serves a purpose, but you know, it, uh, we, we have to use that with discretion and that's hard sometimes. Um, I, I think it's a battle that will continue. I don't think you, there's, there's not a point of arrival with that, right? Cause there are certain days we're like, we get care less about our phones and there's other days we can't let it go. And I think that's that 
counterbalance that we are going to constantly keep having to deal with uh, in order to feel like on average is there's still a positive outcome from this thing that we're still getting something good out of it it's not affecting my personal relationships i'm still getting things that are helping with the business or referrals or putting my name out there yeah you can solely build a business on social media like i've seen it time and time again on people that build their businesses through social media right so uh the tools are there to, to use it as a success tool but you know like you just said the the hammer reference right there's also that you know uh the ability to kind of get sucked into it to where it's doing more uh, harm than good. Well, and I just hate extremes on any conversation. Like the pure say, stay, don't even have, you know, apps on your phone, get a flip phone. Like I've heard all the most ridiculous mm-hmm. things. You, you tried something like that, didn't you? You got like a... Yeah, but that was, no, time out. That was because I was cheap and I didn't want to pay the extra $50 they were paying for data. <laughs> totally different, what, what, You got like a iPhone 2 or yeah, something like ghetto, that. Yeah, it was a ghetto. But they were still charging me the same rate for the cheaper phone because of the yeah. data plan. I was like, this is stupid. Let me... And then I upgraded to the other phone. But I think you said like you were trying to to spend less time on social media on that no i agree but i've done other things to maneuver that one is what apps on you could go to your setting page on your iphone and find out which you how many usage you're getting a week on your phone it'll say like three hours instagram or whatever and i realized i was doing the most on facebook and so what i did is i just deleted the app so anytime you ever see anything posted on facebook you're on it your will, computer it will be a web browser yeah. or it would have been reshared from instagram uh, so okay. it's the only the only way you're going to see a facebook post from me so that gave me a little bit more balance uh, but i think too is like the gary v's i love him to death but it doesn't seem like he's ever off his phone and that's not the balance that I want because I think that's like documenting your life is really important, but it's also a very extreme version of social media. And that's that everything you do needs to be documented. And I don't think that's the extreme I want to take because there are private matters that I just want to keep private. Mm-hmm. And I always have to pick and choose, you know, wh- which things I'm going to document and share. Like uh, what I post on Facebook is for people that I want to share privately. There are t- I unfollow people all the time because one of the things I want to talk about with what, what I think is most important about social media is self-awareness is having the self-awareness of is is what I'm doing causing a negative outcome or a positive Mm -hmm. outcome number one if you're scrolling through social media and you see someone's post and you have a negative thought about that person or something else it is a clear indicator that you should not be attached or associated to them anymore just click on follow and don't deal with that anymore because I think what we need to use as a tool is for positivity and if you're not getting that through your feed then I would highly highly suggest you really start to audit your feed and block people unfriend people I don't I have no shame to do that because what I want to use that role of social media as a positive effect when I wrote a blog post a couple days ago is about comment comment or modern day stalking and what's happening right now what's happening right now is that you can legally stalk people online but if you do that offline you'll go to jail Mm -hmm. right and I have friends that use wives accounts to stay on social media though they think it's the devil like they can't do that Mm -hmm. like it either is you think it has a positive benefit or it doesn't but you can't you can't you can't do that like and those are the people that make social media bad because they're they're using social media as a way to to find something bad about it to talk about how bad it is yeah and it's mostly people that don't really have any sense of direction in life where you know they get the um 
you know, turned on by bringing other people down, throwing the negative stuff out there to give uh, negative, you know, reactions to people. Uh, I just got actually got like I put on a post uh, on my story the other day talking about being present, what we're talking about now. And I, I had a buddy that started bashing me about it. Right. And like it literally started pissing me off because like I got excited for it. Like it was a genuine. You were post. hoping it was going to help. And, people. and it did. People were hitting me up like, hey, you are an inspiration, stuff like that. And I got one buddy that said something sarcastic about it. So I was like, yo, man, don't get blocked. Like that's what I said, just like that. I said, uh, I said, don't get blocked, man. It'd be real tragic because I do know, <laughs> even though he's saying shit, like that's hilarious. He, there is value in my posting, right? Yeah. So I literally said, yo, don't get blocked, man. It would be tragic. And he shut up like a like you know shut up just like that like uh you said what i what i just do no and i think that it goes back to that is like there's still truth in that sarcasm right and that's that he's at some point he probably doesn't like what you're doing or is judging every move you make and that's sad because like that's not our purpose our like we don't do what we do and spend all the hours that we do on our feet you know for ourselves for uh, like we do it because we want to help other people right and i and i said that the other day is uh i was listening to a podcast and he says the role of the, of the coach is to inspire learning right mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing why like i don't write the post for myself if that was the case i just write private journals yeah. and enjoy my own writing yeah no i do it because i feel like it can help somebody else it's the way we create videos and content the podcast everything that we're doing and so when it doesn't produce that outcome then then you have to really figure out what's going on here right and a lot of that just takes an immense level of self-awareness because it takes a lot of vulnerability it takes a lot of awkwardness to try to deal with that we talked about like you know the awkwardness of dealing with tough conversations right mm -hmm. and how tough that is but there's no other way around it you can't have a nice gentle conversation to get through something that's that you're struggling with the struggle the struggle of the conversation to get to something great on the other side that's what makes it great and makes it much more special and the same thing could be said for social media as well so uh it's tricky man i think it's a conversation we'll have next year that we'll have learned tremendously from this year with and it's just uh, you know some days i want to run on an island and not be on social media mm -hmm. and other days i you'll see me post 20 times a day and it's about how do i find that magic balance and i think that's what we're all trying to do I, th I think that's a great uh, place to stop, man. Uh, I don't even want to add to that. That was good. That was a great takeaway. Thanks, away. brother. Thanks for the topic today. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We'll uh, we'll jump back on episode twenty nine next week. All right. See you. Okay.